Hey everyone, and thank you so much for joining me for another Sweet Tea Podcast. I am your host, I am Juanita, and I hope this finds you in great spirits. So today we're going to talk about a subtle enemy, and of course we know who the enemy of soul is. It is Satan. So let's dive right in. So from the beginning of time, we know uh, that he has been a liar. And if we check out the scripture, you'll know and understand that he was thrust out of heaven because he was lying to himself, thinking that he can overthrow God's throne and of course him and a third of the angels were tossed out of heaven because of this so the bible says woe unto the earth and it seems that we're living in the times of woes uh, with everything that is happening around us with war diseases famine and murder and so much more whoa 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 unto the earth So from the deception in the garden all the way up until 2021, and I'm so happy that we're still in the land of the living and we're getting to see a lot of prophecies come forth. But at the same time, he never told the truth and never will, but yet still people believe or believed the words whispered by Satan. The lies that he has told has left many crippled, broken, lost, confused, and even dead. His goal is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He wants to keep you in rebellion against God. And many people would think, hey, why? Well, it's because he hates mankind, because we took his place. And it does not feel good to be fired and replaced. It does something to the ego. But we will get into that soon enough. Satan thought that he was irreplaceable. He thinks he is the end-all be-all. Pride, hatred, jealousy, rebelliousness fuels this enemy. Hence why a lot of times when we face demons or, you know, uh, those things that affect our lives, uh, when we go through deliverance, and I'll say for some with those demonic forces, they don't want to leave and they want to hold on to you because they're trying to, uh, you know, help him to get your soul uh, to hell. And, and that's his goal is basically to try to destroy mankind. And sometimes, you know, even when we're dealing in the aspect of deliverance, sometimes these spirits and demons will even speak back to you and say, hey, this is my house. I'm not going anywhere. And that's what we call the strong man in the spiritual sense. So he runs a dark kingdom that we fail to understand and study about it, uh, which makes us ignorant of his devices. And one thing that we don't want to be at, in this time in this season is ignorant of this of the enemy's devices so they say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree demons witches warlocks sorcerers imps strongmen henchmen they all have been recruited to do one thing and that is to destroy the plans of god or try to destroy the plans of god and so how does he get access well we know from the garden that it started with a conversation with eve when he told her half truths and made her confused about what god actually said about the instructions not to eat of the tree and we're not going to go into all of that because it's just a great debate of what she ate and you know where was Adam and all of those things but that's not what we're talking about today so it's just a simple conversation that sparked an idea that led to the rebellion and refusal to follow through with God's instructions and so uh, the enemy of soul has a great pitch and a lie that works for everyone and for everything it works into our mind and then it's the heart and he and, and he just loves those that have been traumatized in their lives um he believes that those are the most vulnerable individuals because of the open wounds and those open wounds are 
called doors and those doors is where he enters in he tries to control our emotion and then tries to control our lives and try to destroy it at the same time and i'm just like man this devil really truly has some serious issues but his issue is is again as i stated that he hates mankind because we have taken his place because jesus came and died on the cross for us uh to to cause us to come to back to the cross back to him to redeem us back to himself so let us be mindful that when he was in heaven that he had a lot of intel remember he was around god he was in there he was doing his thing as uh the most beautiful angel uh, some say that he was a director of the choir and all of these other things um but he was there and he knew um that some of the things about men um haven't been exposed to uh the word of God. He knew the word. Satan knows the word. Demons know the word. And they rec spirit recognize spirit. That that's what we say. That spirit recognize spirit. So um because of this lack of discipline, uh, for some of us not studying the word of God, we we misinterpret things or we miss things or we get caught up in situations and circumstances that we ought not to be. And it's because of, we're ignorant of his devices. And so it's important to know God and his word for yourself. So the enemy knows your cravings. He knows what makes you tick. He feeds off the pride of men, the ego, a person's sense of uh, self-esteem or of self-importance. And I'm not saying that that it's not healthy to have a healthy amount of self-esteem or feeling self-worth or importance. It never hurt anybody. But when we become so prideful, that door is left open for the enemy to creep in. And all of hell wants a piece of it too. Wants a piece of you, wants a piece of your heart, this body part, a finger, you give him an inch, he'll take a whole mile. And so, um, we can't be fooled. And I'm not going to say and sit here and act as if I was fooled because I was fooled at one point in my life. And, um, you know, I should have died in my sins, but God saved me. So reprogramming and going through the process of being born again, it is an everyday process. We die daily to the flesh. We die daily to those temptations and those old things, the old men, the things that we used to deal with, um, in our lives. And so, um, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. And if it did for you, then God bless you. But as for me and my house, it wasn't easy because each lie that Satan told had to be destroyed. And it took some time. I'm 41 now. I'm not ashamed to say it. And he's been trying to destroy me from the time that I was a child. Go figure. Um, and I'm not the only one I believe that has went through this. Can I get an amen about that? He tries to destroy us through the pleasures of sin, the lust of the flesh, he tries to intoxicate us with pride, which the Lord hates. If you read Proverbs 8, verses 12 to 13, it says, I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance and corruption and perverse speech. If you go to Proverbs verse 6 through, I believe it is 16 through 18. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that uh, shed blood, 
and shed innocent blood and a heart that devises wicked imaginations um, and swift to run to do mischief. So these are the things that the Lord hates. So the enemy has a kingdom and the system that is so well structured that you will believe that it doesn't even exist. And that's what he would want you to think, how things are supposed to be, that's supposed to happen this way. But my brothers and sisters in Christ, and if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I pray that you will give your life over to him that if Jesus Christ does not sit on the throne of your heart or a part of your everyday life, my friend, you are in serious trouble in these times that are to come because we're living in the days where darkness is called light and lightness is called and light is called darkness in this world. It's just a bag of confusion. And that's what the enemy loves. He loves confusion and he loves division. And so the enemy wants us to be fixated on the pleasures of this life uh, to keep you in, uh, in the moments that cater to just that moment and not the not 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 just the not looking to the future, but just for that moment. And those lies will have you suffocating and drowning in your own lust. I did say earlier that this enemy is relentless, but we as the children of God, and as the people of God must be relentless as well. He wants you to be a slave to things, a slave to people, a slave to your property, slave to your jewelry, slave to your salary and your cars and sex and alcohol and drugs and stealing and greed, you name it. Whichever one that he that you are consumed by, he wants to make sure that you die in it. And so these things can become idols and altars in our lives. He, as I said before, loves confusion and he loves to try to keep the heart hard against God. And so he loves to keep us in this illusion that we're free and, and, and we are free to do whatever we want to do because we have this freedom and this liberty. But in the Bible, somewhere in Galatians, it says that we ought not to take this liberty and this freedom and take advantage of it in the wrong way, but to, to take it and to live holy, to live righteous lives before people so that they will come to Jesus Christ. And so with the drinking and the smor- the snorting and the swallowing and the sex, and the dancing. He, the enemy loves all that because eventually we fall into the pool of hedonism. And you can look that up. Um, I do have a definition here. Uh, it says that uh, it claims that human behavior is determined by the desire to increase, to increase those behaviors, uh, to decrease the plan to the to decrease the pain so you know um so we increase the the habit so that we don't have to feel that pain but the only one that can take care of that pain or that void in your life is Jesus Christ so we know that the world is in a lot of pain right now and some have turned to anything to numb that pain where our god has become our bellies and the bible speaks about that and so he gains as i stated before he gains access through our adamic nature through our emotions and do the things that we worship in our lives. And there is only one cure for the sin-sick soul. And he knows that Jesus is the answer, but he doesn't want you to see that Jesus is the answer. So this is why this old slew foot dragon tells you, uh, tells you, um, tries to tell you uh, that, that, you know, the truth doesn't exist, that Jesus doesn't love you and doesn't want you to be released from the grips of his lies because he wants to recruit you for his, for his army. He wants to keep, uh, keep you as a harvest, as part of harvest of the soul, because he knows that his time is short. 
and God is definitely coming back. In fact, soon to return. And the truth is, is that we are all caught up in the middle of this uh, war of the soul. And the truth is that there is a God in heaven. There is a God that loves you and wants to see you win and to overcome through repentance. You can receive this freedom from the chains and the bondages of sin. And the enemy doesn't want you to be free. But guess what? The son has come and he has comforted us and he has given us the opportunity to come to him through the blood of the lamb, through the sacrifice that he made upon the cross. So you can be born again. You don't have to walk in shame. You don't have to walk in condemnation. The blood that Jesus shed on Calvary still works and it never loses its power and it never lost its power. So don't get comfortable. I'm talking to the believers. Don't get comfortable with just going to church as an everyday routine, but we must stay in a posture where we're looking and we're watching and we're sober minded and always asking God to cleanse us and to repent, you know, from, from the things that we do, you know, that the Lord will continue to circumcise the heart. There are so many dimensions in the father, so many dimensions of his love and his grace that we have not tapped into yet. And it will continue you uh, to keep us if we're underneath his blood if we're under the covering of the Holy Spirit it will keep us covered from the wiles of the enemy and the arrows of the enemy the writer says when the enemy comes in like a flood then the Spirit of the Lord will lift up the standard and know that the weapons although they may form that they will not prosper because God has got us covered you know and so there will be temptations. There will be things that will affect our bodies because as long as we're in this body, we are going to face some things, but we have a power, this treasure in this earthen vessel that helps us to overcome and to resist the enemy and he will flee. But we must be resolute in our stance in these times, in these days, in these dark days, we ought to be the light in the world. I pray, I truly pray that you will draw a line in the sand and never look back, that you will hold on to God's unchanging hand, that you will trust God in everything that you're going through and everything that you face, knowing that he is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think, knowing that this enemy is already defeated and we already have the victory. I pray that this has encouraged you all. I pray that you will make Jesus your choice. I am Juanita. I'm signing off until the next time. Be safe, be blessed, and stay covered in Jesus' name. Amen.